ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Zaddy Vibe Show. It's your boy DC. Jay Chill in the building, of course. And guess who we got again? Joe, my man Joe is back. Hold on, how y'all doing tonight? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know where I want to start. We're going to get right to it, man, because he's here, ladies and gentlemen. He's here. CP3 is in the building. Let's go. Win now mode for the Golden State Warriors, ladies and gentlemen. Guys, how are you feeling about this win now move? Jeremy, let you start it off. When, yeah, well, I mean, we kind of already knew that anything that they were that the Warriors was going to do this offseason was predicated to, to to keeping you know a competitive window open. So, just getting Chris Paul, it just uh, you just got another ball handler, a guy that I think is going to be good coming off the bench. I don't see him starting because it just doesn't it doesn't it just doesn't make sense for the Warriors. I think they really needed a. Uh, a veteran just needed another veteran in the locker room, but somebody that can come off the bench and really just uh, hold it down uh, and just be a good veteran presence. Chris Paul does that. I mean, he he up there actually put up good numbers last year, even though he only played fifty five games. Come on, 13. fifteen and nine. I mean, yeah, come he on. put up fifteen and nine. Yeah, so I mean, as long like it's never it's never been a question about. It's never been a question about his his availability during the regular season. It's about what he does in the postseason, if he's going to be available around the postseason. So the Warriors have made this move for all intents and purposes just to extend the window of of of, of trying to win another champ, uh, hang another banner up there at Chase. So it's a good move, um, even though it came at the expense of Jordan Poole, but that's just what you know what pretty much what teams are going to uh, is going to cost you is a good player to get a guy like Chris Paul. Facts. Chill, go okay. ahead, man. Okay, so here's here's my thing. At first, I was really, really pissed off about it. And then it's, it, it started to make a little sense, but I wasn't necessarily pissed off that we picked up Chris Paul. I just thought that we could have got a lot more for Jordan Poole. Um... And then with that being said, you know, talking to you, D, and just knowing how the money thing works, it started making a little bit more sense. I guess we saved some luxury dollars for next year. Um, it was either going to be Draymond or Poole. So we let Poole go, of course, because Draymond still has some dog in him. Um, I just never really liked Poole's personality as a player. You can't take away from his greatness in the game. But I just never thought he would mesh. I, I just, I'm still up in the air on if he'd mesh well with us. It's going to be interesting to see how he does coming off the bench. Um, and I was kind of taken back about his first interview that he did um, after uh, we traded for him. I don't think I mean, that was his first interview. I think. The context behind that actual reaction was he was asked about it seven other times. Like, right, right, yeah, that's him. what he said. But it's like, it's just what I was saying. Like, you, you coming to the Warriors? You better be fucking juiced and jumping for joy and doing jumping jacks, damn it! I think okay. I, I like <laughs> I could I can understand why folks is is, is was kind of taken aback by his reaction. 
about being Chris Paul's reaction about being traded to the Warriors. But I, I, I agree with you, D. It's like, like he was, he's been asked that he's been asked about his reaction is, you know, why, and you know, how does he feel about going to the Warriors? Probably multiple times, you know, multiple times that he's that he's probably that he's just got tired of answering right. uh, the question. But I mean, yeah, I could, but I also see that that like it did look like he didn't didn't care that he was traded to the Warriors because he might have thought that he might have that that Washington could have may not have found a, a trade partner for him and then he could have gotten bought out uh, and and he could have been able to sign with it, with, with it to the team he was choosing. Right. Maybe the Warriors wasn't even uh, wasn't even a thought for him. I mean that's probably you know that's possible uh, with him. Maybe he really thought that uh, with the rumors being what they were that he was going to be with the Clippers or uh, the Lakers because he wanted to be close to his family. So even though, even though he, he did get traded to the Warriors, it's still to him. It's still, it's still a shock because I think, I think also he probably, he probably also part of him probably feels that he knows that he's going to be coming off the bench. Yeah. And, and and that's the reason why he kind of had answer, you know, answer some of the, uh, the questions that he did in the manner that he did. Because Chris Paul hasn't been able to uh, come to terms that he, at this point of his career, that he's just he's just a viable, he's just more of a viable backup than anything. He's not a starter, eighty-two game starter anymore. But clearly, if he wants to win a championship, it's not going to be as a starting point guard. It will be as a veteran backup to a, on a team that has championship aspirations like Golden State. Uh, so I, I really, I, I really think the move overall is going to play out well for for the Warriors because, like you mentioned earlier, it's going to be uh, there's uh, there's there's Chris Paul's thirty million dollar uh, thirty million dollars in an expiring contract that's really enticing as opposed to the four years one hundred forty million dollars that you would have to pay uh, Jordan Poole starting this year. So I understand, you know, it's a, it's, it's just like any business. You have to get your finances in order. And that's what the Warriors did with this move It's more, it's more of a veteran leadership, um, uh, move as opposed to also a financial move because, uh, the, with this new luxury tax and uh, there was the CBA and luxury tax, uh, coming in, it's supposed to penalize teams like the Warriors who, who are championship uh, who are championship uh, contenders, but also are are key or big uh, are luxury tax uh, are, are offenders of luxury tax. So this is where they had to they had to make a move. And Jordan Poole, you traded to Washington to a team where he's going to be immediately the starting shooting guard, and he can become a franchise player there. Allow right. him to to do what he wants and go and grow and get as many shots as he wants. Again, it's a big, it's a big move. It's a questionable move uh, from a lot of folks' perspective. For Mike Dunleavy, this is his first big move as it's in the GMC. But I think overall, it's going to work out for the Warriors and for the Wizards uh, long term. And there's pivots to this move. Another caveat that I haven't heard a lot of people mention is Chris Paul actually has another year on this contract that's fully non-guaranteed. So if they wanted, to, it's a team option. If they wanted to. They can accept the team option. They can trade that his contract to another team, and that team can then waive him at no cost. So if the Warriors wanted to take back some some players in that contract slot, they could get some players next year. I doubt they do that because not only are they over the second apron, but they're repeat offenders, so that tax bill is going to be crazy. 
So right. I, I, I'm assuming they're moving off that contract next year, but that's an option as well. So they can pivot if there, and we'll talk about this in a second. If there is a possibility that Draymond moves on, and then you have Clay come off the books, that is a very good asset for them to trade that contract, try to get some players back, and what if a team's trying to get rid of some cap space, they can get some players back next year too. So I like I, I get that and. I like I like I like I like that thinking, and but it was like interesting that uh, Jonathan, you met, like you thought that the Warriors should have gotten more back for Chris Paul. What was it that you're asking for more uh, back? Three, like, uh, uh, Jordan Poole, more back for Jordan, for Jordan Poole. Poole. Yeah, on, on the return, you, you you like what is it besides Chris Paul? What was it that he was looking to get in return? I mean, honestly, I think for a Jordan Poole type player, we could have got maybe a Aiton. Um, I would have loved to see Mike Conley here. Somebody of that nature that I think fits with our culture. More. Those are two players on entirely different spectrums, though. Right. right. So that that's, so, that's that's a hard one because if you think Jordan Poole's worth Aiton, then you're giving up nothing if you think he's worth Conley, too. That has to be either or. You know but what that's I mean? The thing. I, I think they both would have a really big impact on the team. True. Like a huge impact. True. true. But CP3 is way better than Conley, though. Huh? CP3 is better than Conley. Yeah, but sometimes, as far as player-wise, yes, but personality and fit-wise, I like Conley. Like, he he wouldn't have a problem for sure being a backup. Yeah, that's true. You know, he's gritty. Um, We've battered him back in those grizzly days. And he's a constant professional. Well, this this um, narrative that CP3 personality is not a fit, I don't understand that because every team that he's gone on, the players on that team look at him as a leader, and he has led some teams that probably shouldn't be in the playoffs to the playoffs. Even on the Rockets? The Rockets were in the conference final. That was not a conference no, finals team. No, 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 no. I was saying, like, even on the, I, I don't think he got along with too many players on the Rockets. But they respected him. And that that was not that was not his personality. That was a lot of egos. You had Dwight Howard, you had James Harden, who both thought that they were superstars and one the best center in the league. And James Harden thought he was the best player in the league. So you bring in well, CP3, who was a Hall of Famer, whose resume is solidified. Eh, it's gonna be when he's telling you, "Hey, you need to do this as a point guard." And James Harden's probably but, not gonna be like, "Okay, I'm gonna listen to this guy because he's CP3." But I heard it was more of a diva aspect with Chris Paul. Have you heard it everywhere outside of Houston? I heard it with you. Everywhere else, no. See, there you go. I mean, you know what? I would love the OKC version of Chris Paul. I think that's Chris Paul. I'm, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't been in the locker rooms, but I'm going to assume that. The Houston Rockets, whatever narrative came out of there, was more so because he was playing with two other guys who thought they were superstars. What what do you think, Joe? I think at this point, Willie, uh, when it comes down to it, I think a lot of like kind of the negative reaction from Warriors fans about the Chris Paul about uh, getting Chris Paul isn't just that it wasn't about the assets in return uh, that you that you got. Or you sent to to Washington. It's the fact that it's Chris Paul, the guy that you yeah. 
that you've seen in the playoffs multiple years. You've done battles against and, and Warriors, you know, pretty much around here. He's 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 in the top five of being public enemy number one in, in terms of uh, sports hate. So it's a, it's going to take some time. We always and of course the whole, you know, he's never available come the postseason. Uh, you know, he doesn't. You know, he's he's past his prime. To be honest with you, this is it, like. Sure, the sure you want the Warriors to, to get some inside, some legitimate inside help, which I, which again, you still gotta, you, you still they're still they're still part of the off season that we that we're that we're into. They're still training camp, so you know the Warriors could find another big uh, a bigger two down the road that actually fills that need. This right here, uh, when you bring in a Chris Paul, he's going to do wonders for a locker room. Uh, like especially with the young, with young guys like a Jonathan Kaminga, Mo, Moses Moody, guys who again who are who who are proje- who are projected to be parts you know parts of your uh, of your future. Why not have a guy like Chris Paul help them you know help them be more professionals on the bench? A guy, I mean, with all due respect to Andre Iguodala, uh, but a guy that's actually going to play, better than it's going to play. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it, you know I like to me. It, it it does again. Everyone is everyone has their it, you know has their opinion with this move. I, I again, we won't really know how well this move is uh, works until we see some until we see some uh, ball games, and we we'll see some chemistry being developed. And then you know, if this doesn't work, then of course we're going. Everyone's going to everyone's going to criticize. But until then. Let's keep an open mind about this. I mean, we only, we're only going off, we're only we're only reacting to what we've seen historically with Chris Paul. Let's just see what happens when he actually with the Warriors culture. He's got a good medical staff because again, now he's in the Bay Area with where, where, right. the, where the medical uh, facilities Rick are Scott So so uh, so yeah, the biggest uh, MVP for the uh, candidate this year for the Warriors will be Dr. Rick Celebrini, keeping Chris Paul healthy, (laughs) and not not just not just keeping Chris Paul healthy, but the entire team. I mean, this is another team that has played multiple. Uh, multiple years deep into the postseason, so they this is a team played an extra two seasons of basketball. I mean, anytime, anytime you are, are playing in uh, when you're when you're winning, when you're playing in the finals, when you actually win the finals, chances are you you've you play you've added another twenty thirty games right. on top of what you what you uh, what you've played during the regular season. So you're almost running up. To, each player is almost. Liable to play about a hundred games uh, during the season, so you, you you add that in there, coupled with the times they've uh, you know Steph, Clay, and uh, Dre may have played in the Olympics, you know all that at that that is a lot of basketball. So uh, the Warriors are again an older team are going to be you know their 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 minutes are going to be monitored and and Chris Paul, you just hope that. He's going to be healthy enough to win you 16 games in the postseason. That's all you really need. That's all you need. And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of this, too, is I know the Warriors are a run-and-gun style offense. I don't think that's happening as much anymore. These guys are getting old, and they look they looked old last year. Kerr so, already said he's going to switch it up. He yeah, said he needed a shift. You had to because they can't do that anymore. They're too old. They have a lot of wear and tear on their bodies. They can't run up and down the court like that. 
I think yeah, it showed I, on defense too last year. Yeah, it, 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 and it did. That's why this team is going. That's why the their the pace of play for them is going to change up a little bit. You're gonna you're instead of more you know the uh, temple basketball that you're used to seeing, you're gonna see a lot of more methodical basketball, a lot of uh, a lot of read and react. I can see them doing that, especially with if, when you're gonna have uh, games with Chris Paul in there. Uh, you know where he's going to be possibly the the main ball handler and staff or and uh, who and who and, and Clay who have all have shown that they can play off the ball. Right. Uh, just get to their spots, get open. I think this is again. I think this move is really going to help a guy like Draymond Green as well. I mean, even though he, you know, he's you know one of the you know the Warriors' primary ball uh, ball handler. Now he's a guy that can you know with Chris Paul in there. He's a guy that can that can get the, the you know the quick backdoor cuts, the quick you know the quick lobs and and uh, and, and and layups uh, right by without even having to uh, force his shot because the because because the, the passes should be right on time and he'd be able to develop his offense a little bit better. I think that's what we're going to also see too with Draymond that his offensive uh, usage is going to be it, it's going to be a lot different than we've seen in years yeah. past, which it probably should. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'll mention this too. The one thing that I am really excited about, um, for years, ever since I can remember, our our biggest pet peeve has always been turnovers. Yeah. And I think that Chris Paul coming into the fray, that's gonna help a lot. I yeah. mean, how many times can we remember we us trying to close out a game and uh pool just dribbling the ball away or Something like that. How, how many close games has that happened to? Far too many. No, and that, that's, that's a very that's a very good point because how many times we've seen the we've seen Steph Curry make the behind the pass behind the back pass oh when you needed where you just need a simple just uh, bounce pass. Talk about the 2016 finals. Yeah, exactly. So like you're right. Uh, more than anything, more than anything, uh, Chris Paul being added to this team. Should help with the uh, with limit the turnovers, uh, protecting the ball that which which will aid which will aid this team in being able to have more scoring opportunities, um, playing more of an efficient basketball. That's the thing. That, that's another thing that I think we, we uh, the Warriors uh, have uh, have have lost is they've been able to play haven't been able to play efficient basketball where they have limited the turnovers. They've gotten good good shots off off those. Uh, off those extra opportunities, so Chris Paul uh, being uh, being acquired definitely will help that. I mean, also what's really big is that this is uh, you know there's only four guards who are actively there are four active guards in the NBA that have scored uh, over twenty thousand uh, at least twenty thousand career points. Steph Curry and, and Chris Paul are three and four. Chris Paul scored 21,755 points currently, and Steph Curry's 21,712. Behind Russell Westbrook, set 24,457 points, and James Harden, 24,693. So you have two... Two guards on your team that have scored at least twenty thousand points in, your, in their careers, guys who again are not afraid of taking a big shot. Chris Paul is a guy that can set you up for the big shot. So it's uh, again, this is a this is definitely a season where it's all in for the Warriors, and and it's a, and their and their focus is to win a championship. And Chris Paul, if if things go right, if he stays healthy, is going to be a big reason uh, why they will end up winning a championship this year. 
I, I I think one thing that we do need is one more or one scorer off the bench. I don't know who that would be for us right now. You could look at Kaminga, but all in all, who who do you guys think it is, or do you think we need one more scorer off the bench? I'm not too sure that they do. It'll be you can really? have too many scores, but yeah, I mean, you look at what Chris Paul brings. You have dynamic a dynamic score or a, a possibility of a dynamic score in Jonathan Kaminga. This move helps him out so much. It, 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 it's really underrated how much this helps him out. It's going to free him up. He can slash. He can get. Chris Paul's going to see him open. He can get to spots. Chris Paul's going to hit him. It, it's going to take a while for it to happen, I'm sure, because that chemistry has to be built. Jonathan Kaminga's still learning himself, and he still is going to have to find his place around Chris Paul in the system. Because uh, Steve Curry, like you said, he's he's rebuilding the system. He's going to do things a little different. So he's going to it's going to be a learning curve. But that's probably one scoring option that you have that's going to take up some of that Jordan pool. Chris Paul himself, he's not going to need him to score twenty. But I can't see a, a scenario where he doesn't give you at least ten and 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 seven off the bench in twenty to twenty five minutes. So you got that. I, I expect a bump up for Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. He's a good spot-up shooter. He's going to get open. Chris Paul's going to find him. Moses Moody had so many opportunities to get shots off with Jordan Poole in the game. Jordan Poole just didn't look for him. So I don't think you need another score off the bench. It would be nice, but Chris Paul's going to he's going to open up so many possibilities for other players coming off that bench who can score. Okay. What is so? Yeah, I mean, and to be quite honest with you, yeah, I mean, if the Warriors do need an extra score, I mean, they're able. They're, they'll, I'm sure they'll be able to find somebody. Uh, again, we we still have to, you know, we still have to get to training camp in October. I mean, right. you know, we don't. So there's there could be plenty of moves that will be made between now and then that will is going to shore up this team. I mean, it, like you have Chris Paul. Yeah, that's going to be. That's, honestly, Chris Paul, if he really, if 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 he really concentrates, concentrated this year, he could be the sixth man of the year. Yeah, like seriously, like yep. he could be, he could be a sixth man of the year candidate. And for a guy in his going into his nineteenth season, winning the sixth man of the year, that only that only right there uh, solidifies his Hall of Fame career, especially if he helps lead this team to uh, to a championship. I mean, the final piece to the puzzle of a, of a Hall of Fame career. So, I think really. Really, Chris Paul is going to be the you know is going to be the guy that's going to the set is, is going to uh, lead the team with assist off the bench, and you know he's going to possibly drop you Maybe about fifteen. Off the team. He might, you know, it possibly he could lead the team in assist off the bench, and then if that's and then if that if that's the case, then that means the Warriors are most likely a fifty plus win, yeah, flirting with sixty win team. Like I said, it really it really depends on what you know how these how they fill out the rest of the roster because. Uh, you know, maybe Jonathan Kaminga and like, and, and you guys mentioned Moses Moody, two guys that could take you know next level leaps uh, this year with the Chris Paul uh, coming in and helping them out uh, develop. So when it comes at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the, the Warriors fans just want to see this team get back into the postseason and look good again. So and and, and, it, and, it, and it won't and it won't matter how they how they do it in the regular season. As long as they get back to the postseason and actually look like they give a damn and, and, and compete, 
then this team is going to be okay. But until then, like I said, we just got to see what other moves that will be made. Maybe another wing defender is uh, that, that that's out there that they that they can get another guy that can uh, get a slasher that's a slasher and uh, maybe get his own shot. I mean, there's there's going to be a couple of guys that uh, that would probably want to take uh, mid level exception deals to come come to the Warriors to uh, for another uh, for a chance at a, at a championship because. Uh, they because they because they still are uh, are anchored by Steph Clay and Draymond Green. I'm not yeah, too, do, do the Warriors have a mid level this year? I'm not too sure they have it. I don't think they have it as well. Um, but you know, if they have, they they should have a little. I think they have the um, the mid level exception. Yeah, the, the veterans uh, minimum. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they could get. So, it. I think somebody. Let's, let's go ahead and get Derrick Rose. Up. Let's go ahead and get Derrick Rose. I don't see it. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. <laughs> Derrick Rose, you know what? Derrick Rose wants to. You know, wants to go back to the Knicks, but everybody knew that fifteen. They, that there was no way the yeah. Knicks was going to bring him back for fifteen point six million. Yeah, I that think was he might go back. He might go back. But that. But actually, that's not a bad. That, that's not a bad look if they didn't have Chris Paul already on right. the roster. Right. True. 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 If they if they had if they didn't have Chris Paul, then yeah, a guy like Derrick Rose. Could have been a matter of fact. It would have been a good look for the Warriors to bring him in there. Uh, I, honestly, he would be if it ain't for if you know Chris Paul. You want to help him try to win a ring, but if it were, if they didn't have, if they didn't get Chris Paul, Derrick Rose would have been a great addition yeah, to this team. Seriously, a, I would have loved that move. Right. Well, speaking of trying to sign free agents, Draymond, another one of our guys is in a miss. D, you want to talk about this one? Man, Draymond Green opted out of his deal, 27 point I forget the exact number, but $27 million. And there's been rumblings. I think uh, Windhorst reported it. Uh, the Kings are making a push. Yeah, I think he stays with the Warriors no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. There's some connections there, man. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I I think he stays with the Warriors. I think that was the whole one of the big reasons why we got rid of uh, Jordan. Because there's obviously chemistry issues there, and plus this gives us enough leeway to sign Draymond. And I think they've already had internal discussions about that. I think they have too, but check this out. Okay, so the Kings, they obviously have a need for power forward. Uh, they need to improve their defense, as you saw in that series with Golden State. Um, and Vivek, uh, Vivek, he was a minority owner with the Golden State Warriors. He has, ever since he's become the owner of the Sacramento Kings, he's been obsessed of trying to make the Sacramento Kings like the Golden State Warriors. He would not love nothing less than to add Draymond to that team, who already is a right, high-powered I mean, team. How much is he really going to try to come out the pocket? Though? I think he would come out all of his cap space that he needs to to get Draymond Green. Just imagine this. He can put the final nail in the coffin to the, the Warriors dynasty. He could if he strips Draymond from the Golden State Warriors, brings him to an up and coming Kings team who plays a similar style. They they he, Draymond would fit in perfectly there, and pays Draymond thirty five million dollars a year. That's going to be hard for Draymond to say no to, and Mike Brown is the coach. But Mike Brown and Draymond ca- Green have a great relationship. The caveat there, I think Draymond has too close of a connection with Steph. I think so too, but if the Warriors offered Draymond Green $25 million a year and the Kings offered 35, you think Draymond's going to say, nah, I can't do that. I'm going to stay with the Warriors for 
eighty million dollars for the next three over a hundred and and twenty. I, I think he stays with the Warriors no matter what. I mean, of course you're gonna have to come out the pocket, but I, I think all in all, he stays with the Warriors. And what if Lake Up is not willing to come out the pocket? You think he's I, gonna I stay think regardless? He's willing to come out the pocket though. Did you see I, the press conference? He's. I think he's willing to come out the pocket for Draymond. What you think, Joe? I, I don't know. I heard the press conference. Lakeup sounded kind of reluctant. The like. press, from the press, from the way, from the way I took from um, from listening to the press conference, Lakeup isn't go, isn't isn't keen about breaking the bank for Draymond. Right. Okay. He's like not, yeah, yeah, like you remember too. It would be great for Draymond to stay around. I, I I even thought like maybe he could sign another uh, the similar deal he just came off of a three for one hundred, which would be a steal, which would be a. Uh, 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 a steal for this team, almost a discount, but yeah, the 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 Sacramento uh, Kings idea is intriguing. But if you're the Sacramento Kings, your whole thing is yeah, you kept you're coming off your first your first division title in in, in, in forever. You got to the playoffs. You barely you know you lost them. first time in seventeen years. First time in seventeen yeah. years. But again, now. It's something called this is what this is what we we call in the NBA. Can you follow that up with another with another good season? Right. Sure, the, you know it was a fun story for the Sacramento Kings to come out of nowhere and and do and have the season with they, that they had. But can you do it again? If you get Draymond Green, yeah, you're expected to you're you're expected to to not only go back to the playoffs, but you're supposed to win a series. Is it let let this team take a, take a step back? And Draymond Green, you know, even even if they did sign Draymond Green, but they took a step back and may not don't even make the playoffs. You really think you really think that Draymond Green would would, would be happy uh, come uh, come May next May if he's not if he's not playing uh, playoffs and the Warriors are without him. So yeah. like when so it, it like Draymond Green if he if, if if he wants to leave for more money to, for Sacramento. By all by all means, it, that that's a decision that he can he can he, that he's going to be able to have to live with because because he, he'll be he'll be viewed as he'll leave he'll leave the Warriors saying that they didn't they didn't value me and it will be harsh feelings and whatnot. But at the end of the day, you wanted you wanted to get that extra ten million a year because you felt that you were you're still you still you're still a uh, viable NBA uh, quote unquote superstar. But let's let's be let's be real about it. The Warriors are going to make him a fair offer. They're, they're, I, I I truly believe that. But they're not going to overpay like for him to stay be, for him just just to, just just for the memories for him of, of, of thanking him for the four championships. At this point here, you're making the deals that you get. The deal that Draymond's going to get. Part of it is going to be thanks for what he's done to help win the four championships, and the other part is going to be this is how this is how we feel you are, and this is how we're going to transition you out of the organization. By, but we're not going to we're not just going to just disrespect you, but we're going to still uh, pay you pay you a fair fair salary for a guy that again. It still has not that has never really developed a, a true offensive game, but he does impact the game in other in what's other a, ways. But what's a fair deal me, to you? A fair, like I said, a fair deal to me for uh, for Draymond Green would be, and then something for like three and one to one twenty, somewhere around there. So you think um, he deserves thirty four million too? Thirty four million. Uh, so yeah, four hundred is thirty three million. 
I would say, I'll, I mean, to be real with you, I would think, uh, to be fair, a three-year, I'll say three-year, ninety, I'll say three, three, for ninety-eight, wow. something like that. Yeah, um, I understand it, but I, I disagree, man. I, I just. But again, it's it's going to come down to. It's like at his position, you know, his position and winning four championships and not even just winning the four championships, being a being a vital part, a core member of those four championships. uh, There is there's some there's there's a respect factor that the Warriors uh, owe Draymond, but they're not going to blow up. They're not going to blow up their whole budget and be like, okay, if a team wants, if, if, I'll tell you this, if a team wants to sign Draymond to like four for 140, you let him walk. You let oh, it, you let his yeah. ass walk right oh, out the door. Yeah. You know, fans will, fans will be fickle about it, but the real, fa- the real smart fans will understand why you made this, why he's leaving. It's for more money. If he wants to play with LeBron in LA, let him do it. Let him do it. That like his, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, players. Yeah, they they like. I don't think today's players are worried about their legacies as much more as that about getting that dollar. Draymond Green knows he's already a Hall of Fame player just because of what he did in college. That's another thing, and that like I said, we we can discuss uh, yeah, Hall of Fame yeah. at another time because I still believe uh, the NBA needs its own Hall of Fame. But uh, he's well, that's already a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, everybody knows that the NBA needs its own Hall of Fame. You don't like so I that's why I got like sorry to interrupt Joe, but I solidify no, my arguments against Jordan as the greatest player ever because Tony Kukoc is in the Hall of Fame. I use that. Man, and like I said, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, exactly. A guy like a, a, don't get it wrong, like, you know, I love T Mac. Love T Mac. But there's an argument if this if there if he was if there was an Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, T Mac Jason McGay would not be a Hall of Famer. That's yeah, just, yeah. That, I mean, uh, like for the culture wise, that, like yeah, he's all fair. But they're just like y'all mean to me wouldn't be an NBA Hall of Famer had not been for what he played, you know, for his, uh, his game in impact, China. Yeah. Hey, hey, I just want to make sure Christian Leitner didn't make the Hall of Fame. Right, right? he did. No, because of his college career. Yep. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> yeah. So, so again, like at the end of the day, Draymond Green is going to get in the Hall of Fame because of what he did, because uh, of uh, part of it, what uh, what he did in co- college, but him winning four championships in the NBA and the gold medals, you know, gold medals. Yeah, that's going to get him in the Hall of Fame, even though his numbers. May not his his statistics may not warrant it. His winning is going is what's going to get him in the Hall of Fame. Even though a guy like Robert Ory, who's won seven championships, right. never really had a good regular season, uh, never was an All Star, but he was one of the cl- he's more he's one of the more, one of the NBA's all time clutch players. So, you know, if there's a Hall of Fame for that, then yeah, Robert Ory would be in it. But Hall of Fame player. Hall of Fame talent, no, but Hall winning, of Fame memories. Hall of Fame memories, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, like I said, a guy like Draymond Green, uh, like what, like outside of putting up triple doubles and whatnot, 
Like what? What is Draymond? What is Green's signature moment in the NBA? Like guy, you know, there's guys, you know, guys' signature moments. We always Michael Jordan's career is filled with them. You know, yeah. uh, LeBron has many signature moments. I mean, the block on Iguodala in the finals. I mean, the twenty nine, the twenty eight points in twenty nine minutes. LeBron, like, like those are signature moments you could remember. Yeah. Honestly, Draymond's signature moment is him getting kicked out of the 2016. I was finals. just gonna say that his signature moments are that's him it. messing mm-hmm. up. And that's the thing. It's like don't get it wrong. We are, you know, we're not we're not saying that Draymond Green is 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 a buster, but but damn, like it's a, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's he's a guy that he's a guy that is is what he does is unique. But it's not breaking the bank unique. You know, you know, you're not yeah, going yeah. to sacrifice your team's future with 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 a with a stupid contract just to say right. thank you for the memories, Draymond. And I think that's and honestly, I think that's what Lakeup really was uh, was hinting at at the, at the, at the yeah. press conference. And so I will I, say so this. Sorry, sorry, chill. But I will say this. No, go ahead, D. When before the these moves were made. I was on mm-hmm. the camp that uh, Draymond does not deserve more than $25 million a year. But as this team is currently constructed, I can see his value at $30 million a year. Yeah. I, I can see it now because you yeah, absolutely I mean, will need him on this team as currently mm-hmm. constructed. Yeah. So, again, like, Dray- again, guys know, and this is this is honestly, is this can be equated to football as well. Like, Guys know there's like a handful of teams they're going to go play for, all right? Draymond Green isn't just going to go take four years, $140 million from Orlando. That's just not going to happen. You know, like Draymond Green isn't going to be getting go to $140 million for uh, OKC. You know, like yeah. if he's going to leave the Golden State Warriors for more money, it better be for a to a winning team, you know? So that's why I think the Warriors have – the Warriors have the upper hand in terms of him staying because, well, you really believe the Lakers would sign him, will break the bank for him just because LeBron tells them to? No. Even even right. they, even they have some sense, right. you know. So so uh, you know the the Lakers they could they'll offer him, you know, who who say like two two years seventy five million dollars or something like I that. that. I think the only team that will break the bank for him. Without any sense, are the Sacramento Kings? That's why I feel like it's no, a, I think that it's was a threat. Me. I don't think. Uh, I think that, I think Mark Cuban would break the bank. I don't he, know if they can though to that extent. I don't even think Dray, to be real with you. I don't even. I wouldn't even think Draymond would even fit with playing with Luke. No, nah, he, he's real with you. Yeah, that's that's a horrible fit. You want to talk about it? You want to? I mean, but shit. Let's be honest. Kyrie was a horrible fit, but they still signed him. But I yeah, see the Lord that, Kyrie over Draymond though. Draymond is kind yeah. of tough to see. Kind of, yeah. You just kind of assume because he's he's him that he could just play anywhere. But we all knew that if you know basketball, you know that that wasn't the greatest offense. Yeah. Now, if I'm the now if I'm a team like the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, I seriously think about signing Draymond Green. Yeah. That's who I would. Yeah. If I'm Philadelphia, if I had if I had the if, if yeah, I'm serious because he's a guy that would do a lot of the dirty work next to Joel Embiid. Like him he's and Embiid would be an ugly combo, man. That'd be scary. If I were if That'd I were the tough. Milwaukee Bucks, I think Bucks. about doing that as well. Like the like, like I said, oh Draymond, my God, Draymond on the Heat. 
There are oh, just a handful man. of squads. Again, there are just a handful of squads that Draymond Green would uh, would have to think about playing for if they were if the money was was not even not even like what the Warriors offer him, but if it was just like something worthwhile, like like you guys you just mentioned the Miami Heat. If the Miami Heat were to pony up three years and a hundred and five million dollars and the Warriors yeah. you know the Warriors didn't match that is a that is one a, a bargain to and going to a t- going to a team with no, one there's no state income tax so he's getting all that money all of it and so and he's going to go to a team that just came off of a finals run and it's in the east where as you can see that it takes it's just a couple of a uh, good a good postseason run and all of a sudden you're in the finals and the Miami Heat are a team that Draymond Green Play with Bam out of bio oh, and Jimmy Butler, and then who's no or who said they get you know find a way to get land Damian Lillard? That team is a finals team right there. You put that all together. Oh yeah, definitely. That that'd be beautiful. I I would if it's not the Warriors, I would actually love to see that. Yeah, a lot of it. I mean, I would. I would love it. I just, from a basketball <laughs> standpoint, not as a fan, but just from as a basketball, basketball standpoint, I would, I would that love would to be... watch that that team play. That'd be some That'd be different, to watch. Yeah. So yeah, I just wanted to point out that me and DC argue about this so much because he he doesn't believe at all about paying pay, players for what they did in the past. I hate it. I, I I think he's he goes back to the whole Kobe thing when he was with the Lakers. Not even that. My, the Giants is is is. It's trauma. The San Francisco Giants did that. My thing is, and it's set like, them back for years. And every a lot of fans do that. Yeah, you know, being a Warriors fan, like from the years, from the the Felton Spencer days and stuff like that. I'm happy with us not winning the championship for another few years, just because I've I've lived through those days and I've been able to see my team win four championships when a lot of fans haven't been able to see their team win one. That's true. I am speaking you know I mean? from a little bit so, of a, a privileged standpoint. I'm happy with that. I, I I got NBA TV. I go back and watch the finals all the time since 2015. I don't watch the 2016 finals, but once with yeah, the Warriors win, just, that didn't happen. I, I, I absolutely... Uh, Joe, okay. Before we move on from Warriors, Joe... Me, D, me and you already answered this. Joe, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Would you trade the 2017 and 2018 championships for that 2016? Would I trade uh, the Kevin Durant titles for uh, the 73 and 9 championship? Yes. Yes, I would. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. In a heartbeat. Because, because at the end of the day, you win that championship, nobody can tell you anything. You know, it, it was exactly. it was a great season. Like, I, like one, it, one, it just shows you how tough it is to not only w- lose under ten games in the NBA season, but get to the finals and win it. Like, sure, the, we can we can we, we can all argue that Kiki Vanderway cost the Warriors a championship. LeBron, you know, got you know, go to Draymond Green to mm-hmm. to go off the handle, and all of a sudden it went from three one to you know the greatest comeback in NBA Finals. You know that that you know we can we can we can debate that all day, but 
it still was an accomplishment that that team still won 73 damn games. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, like, and then they up there just couldn't, they just couldn't win. You know, they just couldn't win the 16th one. So, I mean, that right there, if they would have gone ahead and won that championship, there's no Kevin Durant here. So, so those two championships possibly don't even win. But, right. but I would have taken that though. I would have taken that. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. I would have taken that too because the, most likely there wouldn't have been no Kevin, Kevin Durant coming the following year after you lost to the Cavs in the finals in 27. And uh, Kevin Durant would have came in 2017. Who knows? He stays in OKC one more year and maybe they can finally get over the hump yeah. and get to the yeah. final and win a championship, which would have fought, would have like would have maybe would have looked better for his quote unquote legacy if you're if you if you really care about that. Yeah. But and I think he said if he wins a championship with OKC, I think he stays there his whole career. Uh I don't think so. I still, really? I, I still think he leaves. Yeah, because at that point, because at that point, he's going to fit. You're, you're going to ask him like, what else does he need to do for that franchise? Yeah, you know, because no, that he's not. Yeah, I get you. you know, yeah, yeah, he moves yeah. on to the next it, it, afterwards. It would have looked great because we, at the end of the day, we do. And it, do, it does look good for athletes to play their whole career in one city. That's why I think Giannis, um, if he, it, you know, I, I really truly believe that. He could be one of those rare athletes to stay his entire career in one city, um, but 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 again, like for me, I think I think I think Kevin Durant still would have left. He would have probably tried to wanted to go to another have another challenge. Like say, like he could have taken you know won that championship and that elusive championship in Oklahoma City, leave and go to a team say, you know. I don't know. Just throw Orlando, just throw the Orlando Magic out there, right? Just, just, to, just for uh, for for shits and giggles. He goes to Orlando and gets them to a, uh, a Eastern Conference Finals or an NBA Finals. That right there would have been an amazing Hall of Fame uh, Hall of Fame job. Yeah, because he take he goes from one organization that never won a championship and went, went to and helped them win there. And goes to a, 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 to another organization that has had pockets of success, but have never have never really tasted the ultimate uh, the ultimate achievement, which is winning a championship. He gets them there. He maybe even wins them a championship. Well, his career, his legacy would have been that much better. He takes two franchises that have never won championships. Uh, and he and he wins them that, and he wins championships for them. That right there is Hall of Fame legacy stuff that you, they can never take away from you. And and Kevin Durant uh, would have, to me, would have gone, would have probably still would have left OKC, but we, he would have been viewed a lot differently because. And, and that's funny how uh, how everything is a chain reaction. Warriors win, you know, does go on and win that championship. Kevin Durant never comes here, and maybe he does win that OKC title. Yeah, you can argue that the Warriors probably shouldn't even went to the finals that year. Yeah, oh, we're down to them three one. It is, and that, but that also goes to show you the greatness. That's what that, that's, that's Hall of Fame level stuff from a guy like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. I mean, we all talk about Clay, you know, Game Six, Clay. But hell, Steph Curry had a monster Game Six that uh, yeah. that same series. Uh, we just remember what Clay, you know, do with the. With the uh, with, with the eleven threes and oh Joe Lacob's on his knees bowing like he's not worthy. Like the, we, we we remember stuff like that. That's why the legend of that's why every time we feel you know we 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 want we we think of a big game 
uh, in the postseason from Clay Thompson, we always go back to Game Six, Clay, because that right there was was a defining moment in this in this in this dynastic run. Because they lose that series, uh, it's probably still you still come back as the same team. There's a little tweaks here and there, but that team doesn't you know doesn't most likely doesn't get. Uh, he doesn't get the seventy, you know, the the doesn't win the NBA title the seventy three and nine season. You're you most likely don't have uh, Kevin Durant coming there because he most likely stays there. Keep OKC, so keep Barnes. You don't know how. Yeah, and so then, right, exactly. You may you most likely uh, keep Harrison Barnes, <laughs> but but you know what though? Again, like that, the Harrison Barnes helped the Warriors out by declining that uh, that extension yeah, they offered yeah. him in the uh, yeah. in the beginning of the season. So. Uh, you know, so really, you, if you if you want to thank anybody, you want to thank Harrison Harrison Barnes for saying that he was worth more, which eventually he was because he did get traded to uh, Dallas in the sign and trade, and he got him more money. And uh, and then he what he do? He goes and then they he goes to Sacramento, gets and, and, and makes his money. So uh, you know, just to bring it home, I think a guy like Draymond Green, if he does end up in Sacramento. It looks good on paper for them because it shows that Sacramento is taking that ne- wants to take the next step of uh, towards winning a championship. But if you're the Warriors, it looks bad. Or you're going to take a PR hit because everyone's going to be like, "How come a guy that you drafted and helped that has helped you win championships, you just let him walk out the door?" Yeah. You're going to take a hit, but I mean that's the nature of sports. Like you can't please every fan, and if you do. Uh, and, you know, there's that old adage: if you up there, if you start, if you start trying to please the fans, you're gonna start sitting with the fans. You know, as a general <laughs> right. manager. So, so, so a guy like Mike Dunleavy, yeah, this is a very, very quick. This is this is a uh, this off season right now is a very you know it, you're on the spotlight because you've got to figure out: do you want you know if you're going to keep uh, Draymond Green and. And also, do you ex- you know do you possibly extend Clay Thompson this offseason, too? Yeah, so there's a lot of dominoes. One year, yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I would, I would, like I said, I would try try to get both of those guys locked up to have their contracts run with Steph Curry's now. Like just get it done now, like because because you're going to need you're going because eventually you're going to have to worry about uh, extensions down the road. For Kaminga and uh, and Moses Moody, right. and maybe even uh, Andrew Wiggins. Do you do you know we got there's going to be a question about him uh, in about a year or two. So the Warriors got a lot of decisions to make, but two, but the main two that needs to be decided this offseason for me is Draymond Green and Clay Thompson. Right. All right. So well, chill. You want to uh, segue us to the next topic? Yeah, let's go ahead. I know we've talked a lot about uh, basketball. We've done that for all of our cast. But now that we got another football uh, genius on the line, let's go ahead and talk. And since we're in the Bay Area or all of us are from the Bay Area, who's going to have a better season this year, 49ers or Raiders? And I'll let you all discuss that. This is this is an easy one for me. Niners gonna have a better season, man. Let's be let's just be quite honest with ourselves here. I don't even know why. I don't even know why this is even a debate, man. But no, to be quite honest, to be real, um, yeah, I, I think the Niners are gonna have a better season, just because I think their real chief competition in their own division is the uh, is the Seahawks, where as opposed to the Raiders, the Chiefs, 
you know, the the Chargers, the Broncos, who, you know, three teams, that's, that's three teams in your own division that I think, especially the Broncos, I think they're going to be a lot better this year with uh, new head coach Sean Payton. I don't know if you saw Russell Wilson, but he's dropped significant yeah. weight. He looks good. Um, they, they're and they, be they, they much improved this year, I think. And it, again, and they're going to come back and have a have a top ten defense, but this time their offense is actually going to support them a little bit. And then, the, and then the Chargers. I mean, it, again, the 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 best quarterback in the 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 weakest quarterback in that division is 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 by far is Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody knows that. By far. Uh, so so I mean, you're already you're already behind the eight ball there. Um. The, the Raiders have a they have they're, they're going to be on prime time a lot this year so it's going to, you know they're going to the league thinks that they're going to have a, a good season but I just think the Niners um, I think the Niners are going to have a better record overall because I think they're going to have they're going to win their division um, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to most likely go four and two in the division and then. I can see them. They're good enough to win at least seven games out of the division. So, so it's at 11, 11 and six, the twelve and five. Uh, they, 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 I expect that the 49ers to, right Yeah, now. the Forty ers I expect the Forty Nineers to at least be a 12, 12 win team. Um, so, the, but the Raiders, I, I actually predicted them to be around not at between nine and uh, nine and ten, maybe eleven wins. Uh, it's just gonna again. It really comes down to. It really comes down to just being able to stay healthy, but again, the, being able to win your games in your division, and I think that's where really the Raiders are behind the eight ball because they just have a tougher, uh, tougher competition in their division as opposed to the 49ers, Where again, their chief competition is going to be Seahawks because of the Rams. They're going to probably I can see them starting Stetson Bennett by week five or something yeah. like that because because Matthew Stafford's. Uh, Questionable about his arm still, and then of course the the Cardinals are going to be one of the they are, predict, are projected to be one of the worst, if not the worst team this year in all of football. So the Niners have that going for them. I um, like I said, I think I think most likely right the Niners, <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like four, it's at least a four and two, five and one. I think go four and two, five and one in the division, and then win six, seven, maybe even eight games out of their division. Like I said, that's between that's at least 11, 12 wins. The which which again with the, we've seen we've seen that the Niners um, can get you know can go on, you know go on you know f- you know four or five game win streaks in 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 the season multiple four or five game win streaks in the season. So. I think that's where that's where they're going to hang their hat on. But the Raiders, they just gotta they 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 just gonna have to really uh, dominate, try to really dominate the division first before we can even think that we even right. uh, believe that they can make the playoffs because the AFC is a lot tougher than the NFC as a whole because the NFC the AFC is all about the quarterbacks. The NFC, take your pick. I mean, not there's not too many dominating quarterbacks in the in the conference. The the conference is is dominated by good defenses, and the 49ers lead the way. So that's why I really truly believe that they're going to be uh, at at the top, or if if, you know, one of the top teams, if not the top team in the NFC. Right, and let's stay there. The AFC West. Um, Who do you see winning that division? I know it probably seems obvious, but this year I don't know if it's that obvious. Who do you see winning that division, and do you see three playoff teams coming out of, the, out of that division? Uh, 
the answer in the first question, I until until otherwise, I still yeah. believe the Kansas City Chiefs because Andy Reid, the quarter because I look at the quarterback head coach uh, combination, and by far they're the best because you got like I said, you got you got. You got Dever with uh, Sean Payton and, and uh, Russell Wilson trying to get on the same page, and pretty much this is a make or break season for De- uh, for Russ in Denver because Sean Payton has final authority over uh, over the roster. So if Russ doesn't play well, he could be gone. Um, but it's still it would, be tough it, to move his contract. So that is yeah, a caveat. Yeah, but the thing is, though, they can get out of that contract at the end of the year. So it isn't like, again, teams are going to go find, like, they, they, they're going to get, they, they, the Waltons are going to be okay with, they're, they're, they would, yeah, they would they allow uh, Russ to walk away and they'll pay that money. That's fine. Yeah. But, again, I, I still believe that Kansas City is the cream of the crop of the division. I think they're going to win another 12 games, maybe 13. Um I, I, I truly believe that they're the best. They are the class of the AFC West, um, followed by the the uh, the Chargers. I think the Chargers, to me, are still uh, our second best team in the division with the second best quarterback because uh, uh, Justin Herbert is the real deal. Oh my god! Um, yes. Now, if you know they, they're, 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 they've been going back and forth with Austin Eckler about a long term contract, if I were them. You get you definitely want to bring him. You want to give definitely give him a lock, uh, lock him up for a long term deal. But I would definitely kick the tires on a guy like Dalvin Cook, a guy like right. uh, like a, a guy like um, uh, God running back from uh, with the uh, with the Browns. Um, Ooh, Chubb or not uh, Nick Chubb. Um, uh, Hunt, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking yeah. about. Kareem Hunt. To one of those guys, one of those guys uh, to be in the backfield with him, the split carries, you get like Dalvin Cook really interested me with them, uh, with him, maybe even Ezekiel Elliott, because uh, you're you know, Kellen Moore, the new offensive uh, coordinator uh, or quarterbacks coach with the Chargers, uh, knows him from his time in Dallas. Yeah, a so you maybe there. think about there. I think really with them, they just need a little bit more help in the backfield, and the guy, and there are a couple of guys out there for them. Um, and then I think the and I think the the Broncos are too. The Raiders have shown me nothing in terms of what of, of, of actually want to compete in the division. Because when you trade, when you just weirdly trade Darren Waller, made no sense. It made it made no. It really didn't make any sense. On to me, it still doesn't make any sense. That they trade Darren Waller, especially from a when you bring in a quarterback where you know. He does rely on the tight end. I mean, Darren Waller could, you know, outside of him having a couple of injuries, uh, being played by injuries last year, he still is a is still is a difference maker. Uh, now you're gonna have now you're gonna have teams that'll be able to fit, really try to focus on uh, Devontae Adams a lot. With you know, so uh, you know, you still have Josh Jacobs that hasn't signed his uh, his franchise tag. So. You know, to me, the Raiders still have a lot more questions and answers in terms of uh, being able to compete and win that division. So that's why I give the upper hand to the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I see that too. Um, the only reason I said it's not as obvious is is because that that caveat of the Denver Broncos. Yes, they are trying to figure it out, but if they do figure it out, they have probably the best defense in that division. And by far, by far, yeah, and. If Russell Wilson can get it together, they probably have, I would argue, the best receiving court in that in that division. 
Ooh, now receiving core. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, uh, like the Chargers this year, Quentin Johnson from uh, from TCU. He, I like hey, him. Man. Yeah, I, I, I like him a lot. If now you're yep. you're right. Now I'll give you know what Denver does because because I mean what Keenan Allen. I mean we That's still have I'm to figure out. I don't know Keenan Allen. Yeah. I don't know. Mike, you know, Mike so Williams, I, yeah. I don't know. He's good, but can they stay healthy? That's that's always been their that's always been their issues. Is staying Every healthy. single year, I play fantasy uh, football religiously, and you, it's almost like now the Chargers scheduled injuries. But now Kansas City. Now the reason. Now we can we definitely know that the the the, the Chiefs definitely don't have the best uh, set of receivers in the division, but they they have a quarterback that. Has shown you that he can take really any wide receiver and right. make him something, and that's why to me, if they Kansas City, if they mess around and get DeAndre Hopkins on just a one year deal for a one year flyer, like like the signs are pointing to him that he may go to the, uh, the Patriots because Matthew Judon is uh, basically uh, is, is already making it seem like it's already a done deal, but. Yeah. If I were if I were the Chiefs, seriously, if I were the Chiefs, I would do whatever I would guarantee as much money for one year for this guy. Just right. for one year. Because right. you put him with Travis Kelsey and you know, that that play calling with Andy Reid, I mean that that to me is that would make the Kansas City Chiefs that much better, that much scarier um, to deal with. So if I, you know, the, the, the Chiefs are definitely the, the odds on favorite still to win. They're the granting Super Bowl champs. Uh, they, they, to me, are still the scarier team in the division. It's just a matter, it's just a matter of uh, if their wide receivers can, can actually uh, play well. But the, the Chargers, the Chargers could possibly have the best uh, receivers in the division. But I can, you know, the, now – the Broncos again. It really all depends on if Russ is actually uh, back right. to uh, being being right. You know, right for them to, to for them to flourish. They can be the best uh, receivers in the division, but if their quarterback isn't playing well, we won't know. We won't know, and that's that's the thing for me. I mean, it looks like Russ is going to have a bounce back year. Yeah, he has the head coach that are probably best fitted to have. You know, he's he's. <clears throat> Used to having a short quarterback who you know mm-hmm. who could sling it around. So Sean yeah. Payton is the perfect guy to get Russ to where he needs to go. Russ looks like he's taking it seriously this year. We just have to see it. But when you have Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, that's 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 gonna be hard to beat if Russ is Russ. If Russ is Russ, yeah, because I mean that's that's just what it is. It's just that he has to be Russ. He has to be able to remember how. Much of a good passer he was, in you know, from his Seattle days, and I think really like you could just tell that he was just a lot. He was just a lot heavier last year yeah. than in previous years, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Uh, with, with with some of his uh, inconsistency, uh, some of his inconsistency, inconsistency last year. Excuse me. Um, if he comes back this year to and rediscovers what was you know the MVP form. Right, the Broncos are going to be a, a team to contend with in the uh, in their own division and the AFC as a whole. Uh, but I think really with them, if they just they, again, that's another team. If they can benefit from having another good running back, uh, you know, Jamal Williams is is, is 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 good and all. But if they can get 
if they can, if they got a guy like Dalvin right. Cook or uh, oh man, or, or Kareem Hunt to somebody like that, or hell, even Ezekiel Elliott, I think would do well with them. They just had somebody just to hand the ball off to. Uh, that would just make Russ's uh, Russ's life a lot easier. So, um, and I think like like if he just, if he's able to get that, then the Broncos with along with that with the with a good defense that they normally play, they're going to be a team to, uh, that's going to give other teams hell this year. Yeah, I agree. Bronco country, let's ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no oh, more of that. From him. No, more, no more of that from him. He just needs to focus and just play football. Because last was so year corny. was last year was a shit show. I don't know what happened there. I heard he was calling out Seahawks plays <laughs> at oh, the line shit. of scrimmage, and the receivers was looking at him like, "What is? What are you talking?" It kills about, me. Just, and it kills me too. It's like. Last year, they said that he had his own office at the uh, at the team headquarters, like <laughs> his own damn parking spot next to the you know next to the front office. Is like who's coaching this team? Is it Nathaniel Hackett or Russell right. Wilson? You know, right. so that's why that's why a guy like Bro- uh, Sean Payton comes in and, None and, of that. and restores order and basically told Sh- uh, 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 Russ that none of your none of your posse. <laughs> you know, <laughs> your posse's gonna be hanging around like 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 Pat like uh like Phil Jackson told LeBron and his crew right like none of the, none of your none of your posse's gonna be hanging around here right now <laughs> in the facility, Russ. So you know, so he had to. That's the thing too. Russ knows that his NFL uh, career is on the line this year. Yeah. He hasn't played well. Um, he's gonna still get like like Russ can. Could 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 rebound, still play okay, and the rock and the Broncos not make the playoffs. He'll come back. Now, if he comes out and and play and continues to play like he did last year, Russ is going to get the boot. But he'll still some team will still take a oh, fire on still him. Got the commanders again. I, I, <laughs> now, now it's funny you say that because that team to me, if they had a quarterback, right. That team, I'm telling you, man. Now that's a team that you want to watch out for in the NFC. Yeah. Now and I'm telling you because Sam Howell. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what. Um, I don't know. They have the 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 the, the Commanders have basically every piece you need to compete in the NFL if they just had a signal caller. Now that's why I think a guy like Eric Bieniemy, who's going to who's most likely going to be the head coach of that team when they start when they yeah. uh, when they start to flounder and um, and uh, Ron Rivera, it costs Ron Rivera his job. I think, I think really when it comes down to it, if they had a quarterback there, they would be, they would be a scary team to watch. Matter of fact, I and I said this before he even went to the uh, the Colts uh, a couple years ago. I thought Matt Ryan would have been a great quarterback for them up there yeah. if they ever if he if they were just especially when Atlanta was talking about rebuilding. I'd have done out instead of instead of trading for um bring him bringing back uh, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz. Instead of getting yeah. Carson Wentz, I'd have been all over Matt Ryan if I was Washington if I was Washington. Yeah. Um because he would have been easily the steady hand that they that they needed at quarterback. You've got Terry McLaurin who just to me is a great wide receiver that just that the folks tier. don't know be, because he plays for a trash organization. The fact okay? that he puts up the numbers he put with that quarterback play says a lot. Exactly. That does. That does. You know what? 
It's the Andre Johnson effect. That's all. I, that's all it is right there. <laughs> yeah. Andre Johnson used to put up great freaking numbers with schmoes at quarterback. He had Matt Schaub at his, yeah, at his I quarterback. Matt Schaub was good because it's Andre Johnson. <laughs> Everybody again. That just shows you how great the talent is at wide receiver as opposed to the quarterback that's throwing the ball. So again, they had they had. <laughs> He had T.J. Yates throwing him a throwing him the ball, man. Okay, like 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 this guy had numerous schmoes at quarterback, and he was putting up fifteen hundred yards receiving in his sleep. Twenty catches, that's right. Ten touchdowns a season. Fall out of bed, man. So a guy like that's why I'm saying a guy like Terry McLaurin, if he had a, if he had an, any if he had a, a better quarterback, this guy would be consistently going to the Pro Bowl, consistently, yeah. um, you know, quickly uh, named among the uh, elites of the wide receivers in the league. So, Even Jahan Dotson, he had a really good year last year. Again, they have the pieces in place. I'm telling you, if Washington just had a, a, a just a competent quarterback, that team would that team would make the playoffs. And with that good defense, especially yeah. with all those first rounders they have up front, John, uh, Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, uh, to name Montez a few. Sweat, I like Montez him. Sweat. Montez Sweat. Like Chase Young, if he ever has his knee straight, that whole front, if that that whole front seven. They have the, the only question. The only question that I do have for them is that linebacker. That's it. Other than that, they yeah. have the, the rest of their the rest of their defense is pretty good. Um, I thought they. I really thought that they should have traded for Roquan Smith before he went to Baltimore. Yeah, another uh, again, uh, like Washington to me is just one of those teams that if they just had the right the right guy at quarterback and a little tweaks here in, on defense, that team would be a scare, a scary bunch to deal with in the come postseason, I'm telling you. I wouldn't be surprised if Jacoby Percet is starting by week four on this team. You know what? If Jacoby Brissett is starting by by week four, one that is go the one it just tells me that the uh, that the team is uh is floundering. But yeah. also is just that is just that Eric Bieniemy most likely trust Jacoby Brissett more than any of the quarterbacks he had on the <laughs> roster to run his offense, which is not saying much. But, uh, but yeah, like a guy like hell, uh, a, a guy like yeah, a guy like uh, Jacoby Brissett, uh, a steady hand again steady in the hand, NFC. Yep. In the NFC again, uh, you. I mean, my, my man, uh, like the quarterback, like. He plays quarterback for them. I mean, they could be like I said. They could they could maybe slip up and take a wild card spot. I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Because they did it. They did it last year. They they played really well, and they, they played, did not they, have a good quarterback. They right, and that's the thing. Like 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 honestly, they could be what the New York Giants were last year. Yeah. this season because yeah. the Giants. Made the playoffs this year. This year, folks are folks are not going to mess around. They know who the Giants are. So again, it's about coming back and be able to be able to uh, still play consistent. That you you know carry the carryover from last year to this year. Um, so a team like Washington could be that surprising team where they just kind of you know they, they 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 get they get a good they get some good play out of their quarterback. 
their defense plays, you know, plays well, stays upright. Uh, you know, if they can, if they can do that, they're going to be they're going to be a, a team to 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 reckon with uh, this year. In, in you know, in the NFC, maybe pop out like come out of nowhere, similar to what the uh, Detroit Lions did. May not may, maybe not make the playoffs. But we'll give teams hell. We'll put a little, we'll, we'll, we'll instill a little fear in their hearts. Just looking at the NFC, <laughs> I could honestly see the NFC East getting four teams in the playoffs. I really can see it. I'm looking at the divisions. I'm looking at. I'm, I'm running through in my mind who these teams have. NFC North, I don't think they can get two teams in the playoffs. NFC South, I know for sure they're not getting two teams in the playoffs. NFC West, maybe one other team outside of the Niners, maybe the Seahawks. Get there. Uh, I could see, I could see it like this. I could see two from the from the NFC West, the Niners, Seahawks. Uh, one from the South, most likely by default. I'm gonna say the Saints because their quarterback <laughs> is the it's it's Derek Carr, but they're somebody. The, <laughs> gotta pick somebody because I don't trust right because I don't trust I don't trust Tampa because if uh, if um, Baker Mayfield's their starter, they're done. Um, the Falcons uh, are still uh, are a work in progress, and Carolina is a work in progress. They're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have, they have a they have a, uh, a rookie quarterback, right. a first year uh, not a first year head coach, but a new head coach. That that's a lot that's a lot of moving parts for them. So uh, so that's why I think the South is only gonna probably push out one team. So you have. So you have what? Uh, that's three there because you have the two division winners. One, so that's three. The North. Chances are it's gonna be by, it's gonna be by default uh, the Vikings. Yeah. Um, because I mean, you still try. You still don't know what the Bears are going to be, even though you're hoping that Justin Fields is going to uh, take the next step and make that team better. Um, the Lions have a lot of hype this year for what they did uh, last year. And coming in this year, they made some moves that uh, that you think that the, that solidifies them as a team on, on the paper, rise. They should on paper they yeah. should. Um, the Vikings, um, <sighs> the Vikings to me are the are the default team. Yeah, but they, but losing Dalvin Cook for still reasons beyond me. That to me is a bigger blow than most because we, again we don't know who's who's carrying the mail for them. You still know that they got you know one of the, probably the most dynamic wide receiver in football, and Justin Jefferson. Right. But even he can't do it all by himself. That's why they drafted uh, Jordan Allison, Addison from uh, from USC by way of Pitt. So you know another guy, another pass catcher. But who's going to run the ball for them? But you could be you could be right that at least. At least three. I could see at least three teams getting out of the end. Four is a stretch. It's, it'll, three, it'll yes. Be the Commanders, if, if it plays out like we're talking about, it's either the Commanders or the Seahawks. I'm willing to say the Seahawks are close to being a lock, but mm-hmm. I'm still not. I'm not sold on Geno. I do think that. Um, uh, why is their coach slip up my name? Um, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. Jeez, I think Pete Carroll can carry this team again. I think they have a solid enough foundation of players to get there. Mm-hmm. So they're as closest to a lock as I would say out of all the teams that we mentioned. 
But you it's going to be Seahawks. Yeah, Seahawks and the Commanders. Yeah. I think the Seahawks probably do have a way better season than the Commanders, but I wouldn't sleep on the Commanders. You're, okay. you're right about that. You could see the NFC East. It wouldn't surprise me. I'll say this. It wouldn't surprise me if the NFC East has four teams in the playoffs next year. It wouldn't surprise me. Now, uh, yeah, that means... Oof. That means, that, means every, that means every other division is just going to have just the only, just, the the other, uh, just one division. The division winner is going to make the playoffs. So that means one team from each of the rest of the division. Right. Make the playoffs. Okay. Right. Um, whew. Now, that, I mean, I, that could definitely be seen. Um, I still think the reason why I give the Seahawks a little bit of an edge is because they have drafted well the last few years. Right. Um, right. And, most of the, and most of their core is coming back intact. Um, most and 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 Bobby Wagner's coming back up there, so that's going to bring a little bit of a uh, uh, veteran leadership back to that team. Um, I, just, yeah. I I just say that because because again they were they, we just saw them coming out they, we just saw them in the playoffs. Washington has has been up and down. If they can show if they can if they can actually compete next uh, this year and sh- and actually put some wins together. Then I'm more uh, inclined to accept that they can make the playoffs, but until they settle at quarterback, uh, until they settle their issue at quarterback, I gotta give the edge to Seattle and make yeah. the playoffs yeah. um, again. Um, but but would it, but it would not shock me if they are if 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 it, if, it, if, it, if, if say if only three of those teams make the playoffs, it wouldn't shock me if they're one of those teams that make instead the of yeah. So instead I, of like the Giants right. or somebody like that, <laughs> right? So with Seattle, do you guys think Devon Witherspoon and Derek Hall make instant contributions from day one? Yeah, I think so. I and and, and honestly, in Seattle, uh, Witherspoon is gonna is gonna is gonna play well. But I'm I really do like Kobe Bryant still too for them. Yeah, uh, I, I really do. I think Kobe Bryant is definitely a. Uh, uh, a good corner. That matter of fact, they, they, they they're going to have. That's another thing. Seattle's pass coverage is going to be a lot better this year yeah, than it was yeah. last year too, just because the just because of uh, the influx of uh, Witherspoon and and then hell, I mean, people forget. Um, even though Jamal Adams is uh, is is trash in uh, in pass coverage because he doesn't, <laughs> but he still is a presence in the secondary. Yeah. He still gives you some type of a presence back there, and that only. Honestly, if I were them, I'd play him a lot more in the box than anything. Yeah, you can, I think you could, yeah. with this with this cornerback core, you can get away with playing him in the box a yeah. lot more. And that's why that's why with the yeah, with the uh with the drafting the with the, the drafts they made in the secondary, he's a guy that hell, I just convert him into a uh, to a linebacker at this right. point in his career. Right. Um because like the last 2 years he's had he's had uh surgery on his hands like it, it, to me he's not a guy that's going is a ball hawking uh guy in the secondary he's a he's an intimidator he's a i mean they try to he, they try to give him that camp chancellor role and in this yeah. case nobody's camp chancellor no. that guy was a that guy was a it was a goddamn uh marvel sentence standing back there scaring <laughs> the hell out of people <laughs> just um, yeah it's, exactly Dude it's just his presence for in like two, 30, 240. Just solid as an oak tree. Just running standing four, four, like, 
Come on, and, like I said, like <laughs> again, I still have not, I, I still feel the hit that he gave Vernon Davis on that Sunday yeah, football game on the sideline. I still feel that. So uh, a guy like a, a guy like Jamal Adams doesn't you know doesn't have that type of presence in the secondary, but he's a guy that if you were to convert him to a linebacker, I think he would do well for, for especially in that defense. Um, but Seattle, to me. I think they're still they're still going to be a really good team next year because again they draft well. Uh, Pete Carroll has you know has shown that uh, he loves he loves competition. He loves that uh, he loves to put you know have his team believing that it's always us against the league. No one gives us the respect. He always yeah. plays that that disrespect card, right. which it the does well for his teams. Yeah, so, so uh, Mark Jackson type of coach. Yeah, <laughs> except those X's and O's. Hey, he knows X's and O's. He actually uses the grease board, the whole nine. Exactly. Right. No, um, no, you guys are making like perfect sense, though, especially with the additions of, you know, veterans. You know, with Jones, Reed, Love. Seattle's going to be a good team. Julian, that's another thing. I, I like the Julian Love sign from the Giants because he, again, that's another reason why the Giants may take a step back because. That that that's yeah. a move that's yeah. going that, that went under the radar. A guy that that can play all over the field, you know, safety, right. linebacker, corner. And I even seen his hand in the dirt uh, a couple of times last year. Like right. he's a guy that is he's, he's a guy that the, he's a guy that you just is a chess is literally is a chess piece you right. put anywhere on the football field. And a guy like I said, Seattle. That's a that's a very underrated move by by the Seahawks. Um, right. Me. That move right there, honestly, just just to re, if if you really want to be real about it, could signal the end for Jamal Adams up there. If uh, now that now that you mention it, like he's like that's a move where where you you you're, that's that's going to be your, most likely he's going to be your starting free safety. Uh, so you'll you're, you you know you what, like what are you keeping Jamal Adams on the roster for? Yeah, and that's, he's young. He's only twenty five. He's still young. It's a, a, a smart guy out of out of uh, Notre Dame. I mean, he's a he's a again. He is a guy that the Giants are sh- are sorely going to miss. But and, but he's a guy that. And, but also he he's a guy that Seattle is is, is, is just needed needed this year. He's a guy that's going to be able to to really get guys in the right position, make the calls. Uh, he's a he's going to me. I can see him wearing the green dot big one for the Seahawks right. calling plays back there. And you know what? Now that like you've been talking about this, I I'm kind of sold that maybe Jamal Adams is the chess piece and Julian Love is going to be the safety of this team. That's a good point. That's a good one too. Um, I I just think because you still got Quandry Diggs back there too, uh, so they've got they've got depth. That's one thing about Seattle is that they, if you go and look at their roster, they have a lot of depth in the secondary. Matter of fact, for uh, throughout their entire history, they've usually always had a lot of depth in their secondary. Yeah. And I think this year, more than anything, um, they're going to have a lot of uh, they're going to have a lot of depth back there. So that's why you're going to. You know, Jamal Adams may not even make the field at times. That's he may just be only in. Yeah, you're right. He might only may be in the, put in a, in certain packages because, again, Julian Love, you you signed him to 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 most likely be your starting free safety or strong safety, and then Equator uh, Diggs is a guy that you that 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 is a ball hawk that you want out there on the field. So chances are he's going to be playing a lot. And then, of course, you're going to have your uh, you're going to have uh, your two young corners, and uh, t- and 
Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen's a really good player. I don't know why folks up there uh, uh, think that he was like last year is his average. I think this year he's going to really take another step forward as one of the best, uh, one of the big corners in the league. Um, Kobe I think Bryant it's again. Of the system. Because he he played a lot of zone and he didn't follow guys around. Okay, well that's well well okay well that's that's been Seattle's mantra. Exactly. I mean, did Richard Sherman exactly. follow guys around? Exactly. Did, By- did Byron uh, Maxwell follow guys around? I mean, yeah, you play you play who the hell they want to line up against you. I mean, that's 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 honestly that's that's always been uh, Pete's Pete's uh, mo on his defense. He doesn't have his trap his corners travel. And I, and honestly, a lot of teams are starting to do that more. Where, yeah, you you know, unless it's necessary, you have your best corner follow the other team's best receiver. That's why um, Green Bay sometimes gets themselves in trouble when they be out here. At let yeah. Jair Alexander follow the uh, follow Justin Jefferson all over the field, but you know the other the other wide uh, wide receivers are going to be able to take uh, advantage. So. Um, yeah, Tariq Wallen to me could could if he if they really wanted him to, I'm sure he could have followed yeah. the other team's best yeah. receiver. But they're just, it's just a system that they play in that they do not require their corners to travel with the other team's best receiver. They always will just they they don't flip flop corners. They'll just they, they you line up on the left side, I line up on the right, and whoever lines up across from us, we just got to make sure we guard. Okay. With that said, all all the praise that we just gave the Seahawks. With that said, do you think that Drew Locke could take this team to the playoffs? Drew Locke? If Geno Smith gets hurt, yeah, let me add some context to it. If Geno yeah, Smith gets I'm, hurt, okay. <laughs> can Drew Locke take this team to the playoffs? Could Drew Locke take that team to the playoffs? Ooh. Ooh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to say yes because. I think the reason the reason being is because look, we just seen what the 49ers have done with fifteen hundred quarterbacks. <laughs> okay. So as long as you can play some defense, keep games close, and have your quarterback maybe make a play here or there, you could you can still win some football games. So a, a, a Drew Locke has had some starting experience in the NFL, so it isn't like he's a right. you know, he, he he's he's def, he's deficient at his job. I still think, yeah, like they Seattle has a good defense and has a good enough defense that that defense could win them five, six games. Yeah, definitely. definitely. You know, so you just need your quarterback to maybe engineer four more wins a game. It's it's simple math. Simple Oakland Unified School District arithmetic <laughs> will tell you six wins by your defense. Give me four by your offense. That's ten. That's ten and seven. Shit, I might be able to roll the dice in the NFC and make the wild card for that. That's so a, they're playing a second place schedule. So you're pl- exactly you're playing a second place schedule. So if you know, it really depends. You know, injuries are part of the game, so we can't really say. Oh, maybe if if uh, if if you know if uh, Geno Smith gets hurt week six and the Seahawks were like you know three and three or four and two, yeah, you know can you know you would think you would think that the defense coupled with with Drew Locke they can cobble another six seven wins from that point, and then like I said, eleven and six, ten and seven. That team could still, to me, if Geno Smith were to go down, 
I still think that they can that they could push double digit wins. Still, yeah. they still can get ten wins. And I think so. Again, in the NFC, I think really if you can get ten wins, that's you're what I was safe. Gonna say I'm gonna say you get ten wins in the NFC, you should be safe about making the playoffs yeah. because again, there's not a really dominant quarterback in the in the conference. Who Jalen Hurts, uh, um, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Um, Dak Prescott. These are just names that just coming, you know, off the top of my head. That that, that are uh, quarterbacks that you that you quote unquote may fear, right? Um, you know, so uh, I mean, Daniel Jones off of money alone. But you know, like I said, the Daniel NFC Jones. again. <laughs> the NFC is so wide open that you know you could just be a, a a a secondary quarterback as long as you can be competent, play well, and and support your defense. That's always giving you maybe short fields every time. If you can do that, eleven win, 10, 10 to eleven wins is not hard in the NFL. Right. It's not. Right. I mean, let, let's be honest. I think if we want to be honest, I think Drew Locke could have been the first quarterback picked in the uh, 20, uh, 22 draft. Do we agree? 2022? Yeah. This last year? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I can't go that far. I can't go that far. No? <laughs> nah, not. I mean, look, guys, he, he's, he's he's been, dra- he, he would be drafted, yes. He, he would be drafted. Uh, run. Quick release. I've seen him yeah, play. That's why I think. I think if if his if him coming out of college, his his mm. scout report coming out of college in this draft, sure he he'll probably be a first round pick. But I've seen him play, and he to me is not a first round talent. When you're looking at those guys' college resume, so I could I can't say that. Drew Locke would have probably to be real with you if he came out this year. He would be in the same boat as a Will Levis. Yes, yes, yes. yes, um, yes. As a Will Levis, and what's the other quarterback from um, okay, from he TCU? Okay, Cutler a little bit. That, that guy was okay. hell. If that you you said t, you said J, uh, Jake uh, Jake Cutler? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Ooh. Um, well, that's a good cop. Oh wow. Oh. And oh. Jay Cutler is, oh man, you talk about up and down. <laughs> he is. I feel the, we. I feel with Jay Cutler, and we can go. I mean, we can talk about Jay Cutler anytime. But what I feel about Jay Cutler is a guy that just that has left a lot to be desired. Right. You know, like he was. You know, you know, you know the real reason why I think Jay Cutler probably. Didn't live up to the hype that he should have lived up to. Does it look like he didn't care? (laughs) That, 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 but also, that, but also, Philip Rivers out there talking trash to him on TV. Not every time the Broncos, every time the Broncos and Chargers would meet up, man. They always, they always would have hyped it up to say that, you know, Jake Culler. Was uh, was better than Phil, or was just equal as Phil? I don't give a damn, man. Phil never really moved around in the damn pocket, but he, he clearly was better than Jay Cutler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anytime, anytime a guy is out here dragging his goddamn leg on the field from a torn ACL trying to get his team to a Super Bowl, has more love, gets more love from me than a guy that's out here on his in his in his big ass poncho riding riding an exercise bike because he can't get back. Well, I can't get back out there, but 
your team is your team is out here trying to get to a Super Bowl, Jay. See, it's yeah, it's it's like he's one of those quarterbacks that left a lot to the uh, to be desired, and a guy like Drew Locke, I think, I think really what also would hurt him was was the fact that he gets to he gets drafted by by the Broncos, an organization that's been looking for a quarterback since Peyton Manning retired, you know? Right. So he came in there. He's got to fill he's got to come in and try to fill the foot uh the 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 shoes of of, of Peyton Manning and John Elway, right. you know, guys that have led that franchise to uh to a Super Bowl championships. Uh you know, you got to come you're coming in there to to you know, at the most important position to try to get this team back to its winning ways because we've seen, again, we've seen when teams have had great defenses being wasted by bum-ass offenses. Right. We've seen that. Matter of fact, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year under Tony Dungy, they would, I mean, they're basically under Tony Dungy, great defenses year in and year out. But how many times we're we going to be just handing the ball off to Ward Dudd and Mike Allstott and Trent Dilfer <laughs> to make us a goddamn play, you know? And mm-hmm. and then so like, matter of fact, the 49ers right now right, love them yeah. to death. Like, how many times? How many years you're going to have a dominant def- a championship winning, ready winning defense, and your offense is still slow, slow to the party? You know, yeah, a, a cha- like the, the the weapons they have on offense right now. That there's no reason why the Niners should not win the Super Bowl. Again, a guy like the and, Chiefs. And they, uh, the Chiefs are the reason they should. Look See, it has a talent thing. though. The talent, the head coach, they have mm-hmm. everything that you want. Yeah, and but they, but it also shows you again. I mean, Johnny, it's a great point. It just shows you just how tough uh, winning a championship is. You can have all the pieces in place. You can, but it's just right. a matter of who you run into, who is just a better right. team than you are at that time. At it's, that just, time. it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just, a, it's just a known fact. That's why the AFC this year. Is going to be tougher than in years past because you look at every you can almost point yeah, to every team in the AFC <laughs> and they have a quarterback that 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 you can win with. Uh, the Dolphins, if, if oh Tua can God, just stay healthy, geez. they could win. You know, with all the pieces they have, the Jets, uh, they finally have a quarterback. The Bills, I mean, even as much as folks want to want to want to want to uh, want to piss on uh, Mac Mac Jones. Hell, he's a decent quarterback. If you give him some weapons, they're going to be a team to, uh, to worry about, especially, again, we talk about good defenses um, overall. In the AFC, there aren't too many of them. One of them is in New England, okay? Yeah. One of them is in Buffalo. So if you can just Miami. get you – Look at their – Miami. Oh, my gosh. Miami, Cincinnati – people sleep on Cincinnati's defense, yeah. and they play really good as well. So, but if you, but, but for, for, you know, overall, if you have a quarterback, you can, you can compete in the, in, in, in the NFL. And that's really what it is with the, uh, with the, in the NFC. If they just don't, you know, if you don't have a capable quarterback, but you have a good defense, you should be, you should be ready to compete. But at the end of the day, if you, if you don't have a quarterback that can win, can make you a couple plays here and there. You're going to be picking. You're going to be picking in the draft high again, right? And we could talk about like we'll we'll cover the NFL more as the season comes closer. 
Um, we haven't even hit the the training camp yet, but it's going to be interesting, man. Look, just looking at the AFC, is there's a lot of the, we haven't even talked about the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. Oh my gosh, you know, like the AFC, the AFC North, the AFC North, and the AFC East are two divisions. Matter of fact, the AFC AFC West too. The AFC, the AFC West, the West North, yep. the AFC West, North, and East, all of them have quarterbacks. Because in the South, the the most do- the dominant quarterback in the South is is uh, is going to be Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee, they've they've been trying to run him out of town for years. Uh, the Colts just drafted Anthony uh, Richardson, so they're going intriguing. to be. He's intriguing. He's very intriguing. I don't think he's ready quite yet, but he is intriguing. That's why. That's why. That's why I believe the the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the AFC South because yeah. they have the better quarterback, they have the better pieces, uh, the better team. But we can, like I said, you go back and look overall in the the other three AFC divisions. All three, all four teams in the AFC West have a quarterback. All four teams in the NFC in the AFC North have quarterbacks. Yes, they yeah. All all those teams yeah, have I think, quarterbacks. I think it's still. I think even even yeah. again even with Mitchell Trubisky or uh, or uh, what's it Kyle uh, um, uh, Pickett? Yeah, um, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett. That they, they, have a, they have they have a quarterback. Yeah, they have a quarterback there, uh, and then of course in the East, every every team that so. That's right there. That's 12, 12 teams have quarterbacks, <laughs> legitimately have quarterbacks in the AFC for That's what, seven nuts. playoff spots? That's nuts. For, for seven playoff spots. So, again, you can compete as long as you can compete in the AFC if you have a quarterback. So, uh, that's the tougher there, but the NFC, if as long as you have a if you have a defense, you're going to be able to win. But you've got to have somewhat of a semblance of a quarterback to to, to yeah, even think about I making think a so. Super Bowl run. All right, man. Guys, wow. got, guys, got anything else? That was good. I, I, I don't have anything. Joe, you want to bring anything up or anything you want to get off your chest? Any questions? I know we actually covered most of the stuff that we were uh, that we set out to do. Uh, the only, you know, I mean, the only, yeah. it, it's funny that we were we were talking. Uh, there was a topic about uh, did All Star games outlive its usefulness. Real quickly, yeah. I, I'm gonna say yes, it has. Yeah, I mean yeah. because in all sports, right? In all sports, yeah. Because yeah. I went back and I was, you know, prepare um, preparing for the show. I kind of looked at some numbers, and every year it seems like the 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 viewership goes down for each All Star game. Matter of fact, this past year, the NBA All Star game was the lowest it was rated in 16 years. Okay, uh, the NFL the NFL Pro Bowl. Was was it was rated uh, took a seven seven percent decrease year over year, and that that the, whole setup the, is just terrible. And, and honestly, I think the reason why that to be real with you, I think the reason why a lot of these all star games outlive their usefulness is that it's just not it's not as popular to watch anymore because there's so much oh. other things to do. Yeah. Didn't watch that, you know. To, didn't watch those all star games. Uh, for instance, the base, baseball All Star games. If unless you are really a baseball purist, you're not watching the All Star yeah. game like that anymore. I don't think that game's um, ever been too. I could be wrong. I didn't look up the numbers, but I don't think that baseball All Star game has been 
ever that popular just because it, it's there's I mean, not, the whole run derby not, was popular the, the other items the whole run derby now, now yeah, it's run derby. It, it, it's interesting that you is uh John it's interesting that you brought up the whole run derby or the secondary uh the secondary um um, items on the uh, right. for the weekend, the other conferences. Because I looked back, I looked that up. The the uh, the NBA uh, Saturday night with the dunk contest three point that actually took a dip. I mean, folks are not even watching yeah. that anymore because yeah. Yeah, and, and the thing oh. remember, Mac McClung saved the dunk contest, and even folks was barely watching that. Okay, right. right. Um, but which was interesting is that the celebrity All Star game. Um, took actually had the, drew the better ratings. They drew, matter of fact, year over year they went they they drew one point. They had one point four. Hold up, give you the exact number because I wrote it down earlier. Yeah, here it is right here. So yeah, here it is right here. So last year the ESPN's NBA's celebrity All Star game. Went from 1.23 million to 1.4 million this year. So they went. They saw the increase on Friday night for that. But uh, the All Star Game itself only drew 4.6 million. Yeah. Peaked at 4.6 million uh, viewers on, on a Sunday for T- TBS and T- TNT combined. So, wow. yeah, folks are not. The All Star Games are not uh, to me. It just feels like any, and the players are are, are showing it that it's not as important to them as it was. Yeah, where I was say that. they don't compete anymore, and I that's don't. the thing too. Like, like the Pro Bowl, for for instance, the the NFL's Pro Bowl. Like, there's old heads that will say that they played harder in the Pro Bowl because yeah. it meant more conference bragging rights than anything. And of course, I mean the money was right, but excuse me, a lot of those guys competed because of bragging rights more than anything. They wanted to show who's the superior conference today. It's like, I'm all for, I'm all for, you know, sportsmanship, camaraderie, whatnot. But a lot of these guys are buddy, buddy or more buddy, buddy than ever. And I think that don't get it wrong. It's about comp. You know, you, you, like I said, you want sportsmanship, you want fair play, but there's gotta be some type of vitriol towards, towards, uh, towards each other when you're playing, uh, play this sport. Uh, so, I so I think over for the Pro Bowl when they played flag football. Once I see you know, that, I was like, "Oh man, it's, it's a wrap. You see, and, that, and, that, and that's <laughs> the thing too. And, and another thing too, um, guys are not be, are not worried about being named all stars anymore. Right. You know, because they're because yeah, because like, yeah, because a lot of guys are being just na- you know are being named and then are you know are not playing like in the NFL Pro Bowl. Guys are being named. They don't want to play. They don't want to play in the game because they, chances are they want to be playing in the Super Bowl. So, a lot of guys are being alternated out and are, are, are being, you know, are just being named Pro Bowl or just being named uh, Pro Bowl guys. So, some guys don't even are not earning it. And I think, on top of what you said about you know, there's other things to do on those days. I think some of the the allure for the All Star games have gone down is because. The money is like these guys are making so much money. If they mm-hmm. get hurt playing one of these exhibition games, I think the owners are going to say, "Hey, we don't want this anymore." I don't think and, the players want to lose that. That might ruin their career, and that now you're missing out on tens of millions of, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. You I hit think the that's nail a factor, right on, man. 
you just hit the nail right on the head. If the owners, if owners or NBA governors, <laughs> you governors, know, if, yeah, if, if the NBA governors, <laughs> if the NBA governors or you know owners in any other of the professional sports, if they come out and start to say, "I don't want my players playing in these games anymore." Then that's when we're going to start seeing uh, All Star games uh, possibly canceling, and and I, and I honestly I always felt when it, it, going back to the NFL Pro Bowl, I just feel that guys, it's better for, go ahead for them just to be named Pro Bowlers, mm-hmm. and, you know, and 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 you know you can still do uh, still be recognized, you know, because at the end of the year, I mean the Pro Bowl is played. It's not a it's not a mid season all star. Right. That's another thing that's different too is that they're not a mid season all star game, you know, as opposed to the NF, as opposed to the NBA and MLB, where technically they're in, those games those all star games are in season. So when it comes to the football, everybody knows that the <laughs> like when the Pro Bowl uh, comes up, it's pretty much the end of the year for the NFL. Yeah. So nobody's really even worried about or even caring about playing football anymore because the guys are playing in the game. Well, chances are these guys have already stopped playing since you know the top of January. Right. A lot of those guys' of, uh, seasons are already done. So for them to come back after playing, not playing for a month, the product is a little diminished there because guys are not are really not going to worry are really worried about not getting hurt now. Some of those guys are flying in straight from the vacation that they took. <laughs> Good point, too. Exactly. So that's, that's, that's another thing. And, and, and what's so interesting about that is that the um, is that the that the NFL's all start. Uh, well, the, the Pro Bowl itself, according to, you know, according to show buzz, is that the the, uh, the Pro Bowl only attracted like six point two million uh, uh, f- viewers this past year. And of course, the Pro Bowl audience is less than half the average of the NFL regular season audience of like 17.1 million uh, folks. So half the audience, like the NFL doesn't have its full audience even watching the Pro Bowl right. anymore because, again, folks have already checked out. They're, you know, they're, they're, they're either consumed by the NFL, by the NBA season now or, the, you know, there's so much content on television and streaming to watch that no one's really caring about devoting three hours of their time to watch guys, you know, grab flags and have sideline interviews. And right. so again, you could do, you can have other things to watch, but again, like the pro, uh, like all-star games to me, uh, they don't carry the same importance as they mm-hmm. once, once have. Not no, not at all. That's like players. I, I used to remember watching the NBA all-star games and they were just always competitive. That and that's another thing too. The the games have not been as have not been competitive. In, and in now you years. just see everybody letting people do alley oops and yeah things like nasty. that. And it's like even the other festivities. For a while, the three point competition was more exciting than the slam dunk competition. To be honest and with I, you, I only watch. I to be. I mean, the dunk contest is cool, but I really, really just watch the three point shootout. Me too, now. man. Right, right, and I think. One reason because of that is in the NBA, everybody, especially the stars, are so afraid to be outdone now. Yeah. Like, where was the, what was the last big star you had in a slam dunk competition? Big star. Big star? Are we going with Dwight Howard? 
I, that, that was the first name that was going to come yeah, out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, because we've had years. It's yeah, because we've had LeBron out here, bed, you know, with those uh-huh. bedroom eyes with uh, for us talking about, oh, you know, I'm gonna play, I'm gonna get in this dunk contest. One right, year. right, and it never does. You know, co- you know, constantly cock teasing us with it. Man, right. you know, right. hype tape one year. Drop again, and that right there was all. That was all. Somebody blowing up LeBron's uh, his, his, his mind, saying, "Yeah, you can do this. You can do this. Mm-hmm. again." The the dunk contest has not has has jumped the shark since Dwight Howard's uh, appearance. When Dwight right. Howard was out there, put his sticker, a picture, a sticker of himself on the top of the backboard. That was dope. Um, uh, the 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 Zach Levine. Um, Aaron, Aaron Gordon dunk contest is probably the last good dunk contest yeah, that, that we've seen head to head competitive wise. Um, Nate Robinson, when he was winning the dunk contest, made it you know made it cool because he brought back the days of Spud Webb, the yeah. little guy going up there and winning the, uh, the dunk contest amongst the uh, amongst the Giants. So right. yeah, you're right. I think really the the, the White Howard was probably the last big uh, big superstar. To compete in there again, it's a lot of guys. Are, you're right. A lot of guys are worried about their brand, worried about being mm-hmm. embarrassed. Right. So you know, Michael Jordan competed in the three point uh, competition in, uh, uh, in one All Star Weekend. I want to say ninety one, and he only scored seven points. Folks up there laughed at Jordan, but this is still Michael Jordan. He went yeah. up there like, you know what? I'm still competing this. Right. So. Again, he doesn't afraid. He wasn't worried about being embarrassed, right. you know. And I, and I think honestly, you brought up the embarrassing part because with with social media, that's what it out is. There, that's what yeah, guys are afraid of being the peers. Like I don't think it's the peers. Their peers are not the peers. Be. Don't your, your peers don't don't give a damn. They'll they'll rib you, but it's it's for the fans more than anything. Yeah. The fans are the, everybody's afraid to become a meme these days. Michael Jordan, I'm sure, is out here. Somebody, he's probably. Why do you don't think there's too many crying Jordan memes anymore? Right. Because he probably found a way to monotonize that shit. Right. <laughs> right. Like every time you got to use that, you got to pay Mike Jordan now. Right. You know, so. Right. Uh, so that's probably what it is. Is that you're right? Guys are afraid of being embarrassed and uh, you know getting the, their their brands taking a hit. But um, until the until a celebrity, or excuse me, until a. a, a a, a true superstar is willing to do this on a consistent basis. You're going to have guys invited from the G League at night, yeah. you know, you two to compete. Like, hey, in one basketball, and, oh, they're just throwing shit. Again, you know what? Throwing shit at the wall at this point. And that's what I'm saying. It's just you know, just because you got to have the All Star Saturday night, but. Um, but yeah, like until then, you're still just gonna have a uh, a blended, a uh, real bland uh, dunk and contest, I, and that sucks because I'd love to see a John Morant versus a Zion in the I slam know. dunk competition. Yeah, you do, of course, and and honestly, it would be it would be great for the league, but it would be great for those two just to kind of have a little positive, uh, a little positive uh, public relations uh, right. spin on it because Adam Silver on on line one. But hey, you know what? That would. But again, this is when you know, the, you know those guys got to be those guys got to be available to even be to be even be part of the dunk True. contest. Like Zion's got to be out there ready to play ball in shape. Ja just got to be the first twenty five <laughs> games. 
this first twenty five he's gonna miss the first twenty five games of the season, so that was that's gonna possibly take a big hit to him to even make the all star game next year. Um but you yeah, know competing voted in as a starter. Unless he's voted in as a starter, yeah. Um, but yeah, for like, but if it's just for the All Star weekend, then then maybe maybe they can th- they'll think about uh, they could think about uh, competing as uh, in the dunk contest. But I think I think yeah, it would be great for those guys uh, percep- you know the perception for them if they were to compete in the dunk contest. But overall, again, until we have a you know until we have superstars in the uh, in the dunk contest, it's just going to be just you know just a bland product. And I think mm-hmm. out of all the sports, with all the said, NBA and their their whole All Star weekend, I think it's the closest thing to being, I guess, back to relevance over the oh. other sports. If superstars do these these uh the dunk contest and the three point shootout and all that, and they actually try in the All Star game, I think people mm-hmm. would run right back to the product. Opposed to the other sports, but that's a good point. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, we had we had Steph's flash of brilliance when he was. Oh, um, that was that was an amazing performance. All those damn threes, but they were letting him shoot them. They were letting him shoot it. Yeah. See again, and and when you have that, I think especially when the other team is allowing it because they know how special the night is. They kind of they kind of already know when a guy's on a heater that. Chances are he's going to be looking for the win the uh, the the All Star Game MVP. Especially if he, well, if he's on your team, you're almost like forget, let him just you know, yeah, right. let him have his moment. Because I guarantee it, like if there was some defense actually being played in these games, then the product would be a lot better. It would um, be. But but when it be, when you become when it makes it become a glorified uh, pickup game with NBA Street and NBA Jam rules. Then, they playing at the Rucker, right? Yeah, I mean, they just and you know everyone think they play more defense at the Rucker. <laughs> a lot of a lot of old late defense, a lot of Matador yeah. defense, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, the All Star game, the All Star game needs to. Uh, there's there's definitely there's always going to be some improvement, but the viewership will need to be improved. They would need they would need to improve the viewership by by I don't know maybe just go back to East West rules right I think that's another thing mm-hmm. too it's just that yeah it's gotten real gimmicky the the, the 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 drafting of you know the pickup pickup team you know the pickup game teams the drafting of that that it it was cool it was a nice little gimmick for one year but just go back to simple East West. Let's just go back. Let's go back to that bragging rights. Who's the better conference? Don't give me this oh, team LeBron versus Team Steph. Right, or right. Team Steph versus Team KD. Team Giannis. Like I don't care. They, they how did that score into the work the, the pickup game uh, stigma? They leaned into it with that. Yeah, John. Go ahead. I, I forgot. How does that scoring work now? The scoring system for the All Star Game because I I forgot, but it's like they like accumulate the halves together or some crap like that. Aggregate the scores. I think that's what. It, I think so it yeah, does. they they do that. Uh, they do it by quarters, and oh. I think whoever wins the quarter gets money donated to the charity. Then after the end of three, the team with the most points, the first to twenty four, which is a tribute <laughs> tribute to Kobe. 
first first there that high score plus twenty four wins the game. And that and honestly, that's what they they tried to you know when they tried to 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 improve the All Star game. It's they pretty much try to add more money to the. Uh, to uh, to the product, you know, we're going to do more charity. And, I mean, like I said, at the end of the day, just go back to the East-West, mm-hmm. uh, co- conference versus conference, back and rights. Wear your, your team's jersey. Maybe wear your team's jersey. Hell, even go back to the East-West jerseys. Those you are know, with the uh, – go back to the East-West, East-West jerseys with the uh, – with the all-star colors of the mm-hmm. uh, city, you know, the hosting oh, city. Yeah, that, that, was, that was cool. Something like that. Like, like I remember the, uh, you know, uh, what was it, 95, the 95 all-star game when they were in San Antonio. They have the, Those the cactus. Those the best. Those were nice. The cactus jerseys? Yeah, yeah. the cactus jerseys. Exactly. You know, Those or in nice. Phoenix. Phoenix had their jerseys in Miami. Like, for real, the hosting city, you, you can still incorporate – the uh, the the, the hosting city's colors, team colors, into the jersey, but East West. Let's not, you know, let's not, you know, let's not try to overdo this, you know. Or like you say, go back to wearing your, uh, you know, your home, uh, your home team uniform. Or if you if you're the home team in the All Star game, and you know the away team, uh, like it, it that like that stuff is still you can still do that, but. At this point now, it when you, when you when you think about the NBA All Star Game, it's uh, for me. I really just think about uh, the celebrity game because I know that everyone's going to be watching that. Because you know, it's we want to see Kevin Hart fall and slip, and we want to see Kevin Hart fall. We want to see we, we want to see the Migos if they put up a couple of shots. We want to see Cardi B twerk a little bit. After yeah, yeah, we need that. So we're going to go ahead and we're going to have a high viewership there, and then of course. Um, All Star, you know, All Star Saturday Night. For the most part, if you if you like shooting, you're going to turn. You're, the, the, that's the thing. They said the highest viewership was during the three point shootout. Mm-hmm. Shootout. Uh, even with Mac McClung saving the dunk contest, the dunk contest still was a was a bore. But overall, I mean, it the product could be better. And even then, with the three point contest, I feel like a part of, of the reason why that's popular is because the stars do that. You had Dame Lillard in there. You have yeah, Steph Curry sure. doing it. You got Klay Thompson doing it. You have stars doing a three point shootout, and people watch that. Right? No, I, I, I totally agree. And I think too with the slam dunk contest, it's been going on for years now. It's only so many dunks you can do before they get replicated. Right. Um. So that makes it kind of hard as well. Yeah, that's true. Right. So. Yeah. yeah, no, this was this was a good part. This was fun. I think we we yeah, this was fun. We we went back to back on them and and, and killed it again. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through some football knowledge in there. Y'all didn't know I had. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, you I, I see you, man. You working? I see you. I see you. <laughs> For real, man. <laughs> All right, man. Um, this is the the, the Zaddy Vibe Show. Let me, boy, DC. Your boy, chill. And Joe Hawks, y'all. And we out of here, man. I hope you enjoyed the show. Peace. See y'all next week. Communication coming in. Too much that I can't communicate with all of them. I do wish I had scientists or engineer friends. Let's go. Get out of here. Petrol is cheaper than it's ever been. And then, who's to say when art will end? 
All I know is when the portrait painted Better have your portion of the rent A dollar more and you will get upgraded When you think you've made it, you are then Just tolerated, overrated Hope I'm 80 when I get my second win Small potatoes, all I ate before Potato chips would cut my corner lips Operator, operator I would pray that you connect me to a sip Of sangria, zambia, camera, cameo Hand me a handful of hips A stamina, stampede of happily happenings Dabbling into a blip Beyond, neon, beyond the ambience Be honest, you promise that you will live Do summers ever forget? Put your muscle like a kid. Cucumber will make a drip. Do jump on it, hit a split. Hookers don't really do shit. Do get lantern in it, bitch. Rebelling is like an itch. Oh. I'ma live, I'ma live forever. Yeah, diamond shaped like a teardrop. I got the streets in the headlock. Fly, just like a skydiver. Spear, I can get manslaughter. Suicide door on the Range Rover. Depending on the time I was laying up. I could have been wearing an animal. Pull up and get at your shin and remember. When it gets odd, I think it's a gamble. Tryna avoid cameras, break my heart, tryna avoid cameras I keep shit loaded like a panda Learn how to turn a trap house to a rancher Watch me watch the world take my pain and balance it It's better to be an outcast in a world of envious White socks, feel a flip-flop Chanel Vinci, tell them